welcome to <laughs> this is all your life that's fantastic <laughs> meaning it's it's all your fucking life who gives a shit um no big deal overcoming the bullshit to open your heart and mind with janice corsano and holly corsano Hello, hello, Halls. Hello. Okay, so we're just going to go get right into it. Like five minutes before we start, well, no, not five minutes. Like 15 minutes before we start doing this, you walked in the door, right? Yes. And immediately, well, okay, a minute after, I got such a wave of anxiety. Like literally like shaking from the inside out. And I was not anxious to that degree before. The anxiety's, you know, very high because the energy's intense and there's so much downloads and changing and stuff. But not like that. I was like literally shaking from the inside out. Are you having a problem with your, your, yeah, your mic thing? Yeah, the mic thing? decided oh, it on. wanted to... Uh, please hold for technical difficulties. <laughs> there. Yeah, my, the mic stand decided it wanted to be loose and let go and it's like... It, came shooting towards my face. <laughs> well, that could cause anxiety, but that wasn't it. No. <laughs> Beat you over the head with the mic. Hit you right in the face. Right. Okay, so is there something going on with you? Because, I mean, it wasn't Wallace. <laughs> um, I've been having so much anxiety lately. Um, it feels like... Physically, in my stomach, it feels like that's, like, in knots. And then I feel like I'm not able to take full, like, belly breaths. So, like, my body's, like, having, like, the physical reaction to it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll notice, I'll catch myself, like, holding my breath, and I don't normally do that. Right. So, like, normally I'm breathing, like, normally, right? No. Um, no. And, uh, like, normally. Nor like, I mean, like, I... I mean, you take regular breaths. I take regular breaths. Like, I don't... Why am I holding my breath? It's weird. And then, um... It's paired with, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, like, such a hard thing to describe, but it's just, like, my whole body feels like it's, like, tight, and I don't want to, like, leave the house, and I feel, I'm just, like, if I'm going to somebody, like, if I'm going to a client or something, I have to, like, prepare myself. I have to, like, talk myself into like leaving because I'm having like such social anxiety and apparently so as well as because he's like chewing on that that bone, <laughs> bone like a nut like a crazy person <laughs> he is a crazy person um Wallace. so keep going um, sorry because if you could hear Wallace chewing on that bone you'd be like wow he's anxious too apparently he's yeah, having anxiety like, is it like biting his nails yeah uh, it's like the same thing um but it's I don't ever remember feeling like that when I would go to do my clients and, like, go to people's houses and, like, get ready. I would just get ready and just go do my thing and would never think that I was feeling anxious ever. I don't know. I, like, just you don't... Did, you weren't. That's never come up before, either. Yeah, like, I've never... Like, I've, I'll have, like, some anxiety. Well, it depends on where you're going or who you're seeing, Right, but yeah, like, I'll have some anxiety if I... But not I, that it would come up like this. Right, well, this is the where the problem is, is, like, it's not normal anxiety, where it's, like, oh, okay, it's, like, if you had to do, like, a presentation for school or something like that, it's, like, you get that anxiety before you, like, go in front of a bunch of people. Yep. It's, like, that level of anxiety. Right, when you're not doing that. And when I'm not doing and that. And it's an everyday thing. Yeah, it's literally 
all day. Like, I'm, like, fighting it constantly. Okay, so for you, because for me, I tend to be here, right? So, and, and I could tell you just from the way that the energy feels, I don't want to be out in it. It's already bad enough in general. To go out and be around people is a little bit difficult in situations. Right. Um, so, like, going to the store, I don't want to do that. Well, I'll force fine. myself. I'll force myself. I'm talking about the grocery store. Right. <laughs> well, that doesn't bother store. me, though, because I'm not talking to anybody and I'm not responsible for completing a task or doing anything. Like, that's, like, at my own leisure. Well, that's, that's different because when I'm in the store, I tend to just feel everyone's emotion and there's usually a lot of anxiety and stress and people are rushing and, you know, whatever. And instead of it being able to... Um, so I'll try to find a person who's calm and right. feel more of their energy after I've, you know, grounded and balanced and protected. But I'm always protected when I go in because I know that that's a thing that can happen in the grocery store. Which is why I usually tend to go on days when it, people are less rushing to go. Right. Or when there's less people there. But I'm saying as a general thing, like, I've noticed that, you know, and this is a time of reflection. You know, it is a time to kind of go inside and reflect and to be like, okay, what is what is changing? What's going on? Because... Everybody I talk to, it's like no one has a clue what the hell's going on. Like, it's hard to think. Yes. You were cracking me up the other day when you go, my brain's not engaged yet. I didn't have my coffee because you didn't even look like yourself. No, I know. I was like some zombie version of myself. And I was like, really? Your brain engages? Yeah. <laughs> At moments. There like, are moments. Your brain actually engages? I don't think mine's engaging. And that's why I thought it was funny. I'm like, well, that's good that your brain actually engages. I don't think mine actually has been engaging. I know. I feel like my head is in a bag. <laughs> I feel like there's like I'm in a paper bag, like just my head part, like my body's like walking around and doing things, and the brain. Wallace, jeez. Yeah, I don't know what is happening. The brain feels like it's coated in like some type of. That's actually part of that's actually part of the ascension, and when you think about like what it's doing, like if we're getting upgrades in our DNA, we're getting upgrades in activations which would be in your brain, you know, like your, your pineal, like all the things that help us through the third eye to help us connect, you know, your crown chakra, all those are opening. So the pressure and headaches and stuff that have been like, right now I have like a lot of pressure on my third eye. Mm -hmm. um, and if anyone doesn't know where your third eye is, it's right, um, right above your eyebrows, right in the middle of your, your, um, above yeah. your nose. Yeah, it's like an inch above between your eyebrows. Yeah. And you could feel the pressure and a lot of headaches, a lot of stress in the neck area. And I yeah. tend to, my neck's been pretty good for quite a while now. So for, for years, my neck has been not as painful by any means. And I don't wake up and it's in knots. And often now, <laughs> often now, but it's, it, you could feel it. It's like mm -hmm. so much tension in it. And it's not something that I was feeling like I was tense. And that's why people don't understand how stressed we really are. Like our bodies are going through right. so much stress. I feel, I can feel my jaw being tight constantly like I constantly yes catch the jaw absolutely the jaw too that I'm not used to that like I mean yeah I have like some TMJ stuff and that has like its own separate thing right but, it's a but different this is not that it's totally different this is not that like I'll catch myself like with my mouth like suction cupped closed mm -hmm. like I just will be like and I'm like why am I like holding my breath and squeezing my teeth like I'll wake up and my jaw will be killing me because I must have been doing that same thing, like clenching my jaw. Now, we also have, like, um, when we were talking, I think when we were talking on the last podcast, I 
might have mentioned it to really protect yourself when, when you go to sleep because we have a lot of the lower energies that are, um, it's like, it's like having somebody whisper in your ear all the things that would stress you out and make you fearful, fearful and feel crazy. And not that they don't do it during the day, but if we're not protected. So I always put myself in a, in a light bubble and then I call in all my angels and guides and the Archangel Michael and Gabriel and Uriel and Raphael and put them around the room. And then because in our dreams, we're getting a lot of, we're getting a lot of um, dreams that are trying to bring up past stuff. And mm -hmm. when I was doing the chakra cleansing, I'm not sure if I mentioned it either last time. I don't cause, think you did. Um, when I was doing the chakra cleansings recently, I also noticed that something strange was happening with that. That's a normal thing that I do. And when I went to go do it, the first time um, after, like, say I didn't do it for a week, and then I went to go do it, and when I went to go do the lower chakra, the root and the sacral chakra, it was like the the chakras where they, the way that I do it is like, um, like you have like um, balls that, so one would be a red ball and one would be a yellow, and one, I mean one would be orange and then yellow as you're going up, um, and then your heart would be like a, a green or a pink, depends on you, and then your throat is a blue, and then your third eye is a indigo, and then your crown is a white. And as I was doing the red, I was like, why is this so mucky? It looks like it's so dirty. And then as I went to go change it out to clean it and, you know, because there's a, there's a whole exercise that, that they gave me to do that. And as I went to go do that, all of the other ones looked just as dirty. They were like unbelievably, like, looked the same. You, you're trying to take that from Alls? <laughs> I'll just get a different one. You're making too much noise. Um, but they all looked, they, that every single other one, looked no matter what you did you couldn't get it clean i was like what the heck so then i went all right well we got that as clean as we could get it well you just made that worse um you're gonna go get that you're gonna go take that with you sorry Wallace. you you, you know unless you're gonna start talking or something go do that over there <laughs> um when i got to the when i got to the then, um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just grabbed that thing and dropped it on the floor. Mm -hmm. He's been it, when removed. I got to the... I shut him out of the door. Of the room. When Sorry. I got to the um, sacral, the orange, it was the same way. And I was like, what the heck is going on? The rest of them, the yellow, and the solar plexus, which that is, and then your heart and throat and third eye and crown, those were all fine. They were clear and fine and easy to, you know, easy to change. So I said, okay, something's going on. I didn't have a lot of time to really think about it because I was busy doing other things and I was doing my normal cleansing, which usually doesn't run into that issue. Yeah. And then I went to go do it again the next day because I was like, something's going on. Let me just do this again because why are those? And it was the same way. And I was like, that's bizarre. What is going on? So the message that I got, because I had a little bit more time on day number three because I right. kept doing it, I was like, oh, something is going on with our root and sacral chakras, which is where we hold all the living on earth stuff, right? So all this illusion, all this stuff that would be how we're buying our programs, all our beliefs, those, those are in those chakras. Those are the chakras that have to do with living on earth, that have to do with love, that have to do with money, that have to do with um, all the, the feeling of this illusion and how we buy it and what it looks like to us. And it's basically part of the purging thing, right? So we're trying to purge 
and as you know, there's a lot of purging coming up. Part of the anxiety is the amount of purging. Right. So, did, have you done your chakra cleansing recently? Have you noticed? Because I didn't. I m- mentioned to a bunch of people, client-wise, I said, "Have you guys been doing your chakra cleansing?" And a bunch of people are saying, "No." I said, "We'll do it." And once in a while, I would say to them, "Why? Like, you know, like you need to do it anyway." But then a couple of them I told um, that it was looking weird. Let me know if yours does. Other ones I didn't. I just said, you know, that's important to do right now. And um, they would then tell me that they were running into it. And then the other ones that I mentioned told me that they were running into it too. Yeah. I just sitting here, I can feel that, like, the root chakras, like, just... It feels stuck. Like it's it does, Yeah, it does, it does feel stuck. Which um, is part of where the anxiety is coming from. Right. Well, I was... So, when I was driving... Because I end up, what I end up doing a lot is putting on meditation music when I drive and like kind of doing my, my protection and, you know, surround myself and kind of do my grounding because I'm so anxious on my way to where I'm going that I need to do that to get, to get there. <laughs> right. Um, which is unusual. Yeah. Which, I mean, normally when you I... You would do that, not, normally, but not because you were so anxious. Right. Normally I would do that because I like to set myself up when I start my day to kind of have like a little bit of like clarity and grounding, but, uh, this is like a need. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I can't get out of my own way without it. And it's weird that I don't even know, but when I, the last time I, last couple times I was doing that, I noticed that, um, I felt like I was having a hard time getting like a flow, like a, like the flow to go like through me well like it kept like getting it felt like it kept getting, getting stuck, stuck in sitting. your lower yeah like it's just sitting there like a like a rock mm-hmm. that's because when you go to look at them and go to change them you could feel that so what are the things when that you're doing because you know in understanding like what we're doing right what's the point right what's the point of all this right and we always talk about what the point is it's to help you to get out of the illusion, to help you to stop buying that you're not enough, that you're not good enough, that you're not this amazing being that came here to experience, um, to have these experiences. Right. And that the divine is part of everything that we do and everything that we set up, that we set up a lot of these experiences for lessons. And everything is a lesson. Although it feels can feel like crap, it's a lesson. And it's part of us as we're expanding, right? So right. As, as we expand as the spiritual beings that we are, it's part of our soul growth to go through these things and to start to see through them, to start to understand that as we go through these dimensions, and I heard somebody say that when, when we were um, like ascending from the fifth dimension, uh, from the third dimension to the fifth dimension, that they thought that um, like a spaceship was going to come and have to take us to get to the fifth dimension. And, um, and I always saw it as, it was something, as I've talked about many times, that we were separating out from. That, you know, they'd always show me this little bridge, and I'd always have to stand on the crappy-ass side. <laughs> I'm like, right. can I go on the other side? That looks so nice. Um, but it is. It's like the part of the people that help, you know, bring people over the bridge to get to the fifth dimension, stand on the side, and are the last ones through, right? But in that, in that whole example of, and how many, like, because they show it in metaphors, and they show it, and, and then I heard people call it the Rainbow Bridge, um, in listen, listening to um, other people talk about the things that they're channeling. And I never used to do that. Every once in a while I would, but not very often. 
Yeah. And a lot of times the guides wouldn't have me do that because they didn't want me to get um, any malas, really. I'll let him in if he's going to be good. Any um, outside interference, we'll say, right? So if you read something that was from somebody else, then you would think if you're channeling something that's similar that you, you know, you wouldn't really know that it was, you know, like, did I actually, did, was I channeling that or was that just what I heard, you know? So they would never, like, I, there was books I couldn't read. There was all kinds of things that, that I wasn't able to um, look at or as I would just channel the stuff that I would get. So I never looked outside of. But recently, for confirmation, because things are so big and there's so much change, there's a few that I could l listen to because they have similar messages and they're like just like confirmations. Right. So it's like the universe sending me to like, oh, here's the, here's another confirmation of what it is that you see and what it is that you're channeling. Now, everyone channels it a little bit different, but in the end, it comes out to the same. And, and the idea is, for us, it's like, what is it teaching us about us? And hopefully to, to love ourselves more, to like not take so much crap, not be the doormat, and meaning Wallace, really. <laughs> Um, not be the doormat, and I don't mean doormat in the idea that we're going through so many changes and that our self-esteem has been wrecked from day one because the idea that our belief system was always set up not once. We came in pretty clear, and then we hit hit all the stuff of well, you're not good enough no matter what. <laughs> no matter what, you're just not good enough. So the underlying belief is always we've been not good enough, and then we go through these experiences and these programs, and we learn it and don't realize that we've been learning it from zero to seven, our mind has been very open to it and being very open to the programs that we've been getting and they've been continually programming. And then you turn around and you're wondering why everything is happening the way that it is and why relationships suck. And it's not like we had any, even if you had a good role model for a relationship, the society role model of them and the idea that, that this is not working is pretty obvious. And it's not working for pretty much everything we do, the way that we treat ourselves. A lot's been coming up recently about the selfish thing. You know, like there's a lot of guilt coming up, a lot of fear, and and about being selfish. And um, I was talking about it with women and men clients, because men got a thing that that once they did the once they did their their um, you know making the money, which is a lot of pressure on them to be the ones that made the money, and that's you know starting to change, but it's still part of something that is inside of them that they could go and do something else. They're like, they're supposed to believe. Right, they're, they're supposed, supposed to. to. But because most people have to work, both women and men have to work, it still hasn't switched over to as much as an equal. Like the the women it's usually still are still do the... weird. Yeah, still. It's still a little bit. And we're working Which on balancing that. Which is a bunch that. of crap. Well, yes, but we're working on balancing that out, right? So it's more, everyone has a masculine and feminine side and it's working on balancing that out in both. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the way that, that selfish came up, and a lot of women would think that, and it, it fucks with our relationships a lot, because a lot of women would think that men were being very selfish. And that would be like, okay, you went you went to work, and then you came home and sat on the couch and, you know, watched TV, or, you know, went out and played golf, or went bowling, or stopped for a few drinks with your friends, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we came home and then did everything else. <laughs> then right. we went and did our second job. Right. So then we did the laundry, and then we did this, and... And it's, I'm not saying that, that most men now, you know, are not doing that, doing that or doing that to that degree, but there's still a program in them that they don't have as much trouble going out and doing things to take care of themselves. 
right, doing fun things. Women tend to think it's selfish. So a lot of times they look at they look at the guy and be like, "You're, what are you what are you doing?" Right. Like, don't you see? There's 20 things that need to be done here in the house, or you know, we have to do this, or we have to do that, and you're going where? And I was talking to, and it was interesting because the different ages of the the people, right? So if it's a, an older woman, um, that's very much ingrained. If it's a younger woman, um, we'll say in their their 20s. Um, yeah, like me, I would be just like... Well, like you, that's you have a little bit more of an equal, but you've grown up with that. Like, it should be a little bit more equal. Not that you saw that, because right. I did mostly everything. But it's starting to become part of the things that we're working on, balancing out masculine and feminine. But we were talking about, like, what is this selfish thing? Like, selfish is self-care, right? So self-care would be, how do you take care of yourself? Is it selfish to take care of yourself? And I swear, when I talk to women and what they're doing and how they're doing it, it feels very selfish to them. It's like if you want something that makes you happy, if you're going to go for that, then you look at every other thing in your life that is going to look like it's selfish too. Explain that more. So, for an example, if somebody's if somebody's going to want to um, have a new career, mm-hmm. right, and they need to go to school for that, Mm-hmm. And they're looking at, well, I have kids and I have a house and I have a... So, you know, I should have done that when I was younger because now it's selfish for me to put my kids and family through, you know, not having enough money and not having enough this and, and me having to study and then I won't, have to spend, I won't be able to spend enough time. So, you know what? It's too late for me to do that. It's really selfish of me to want to do that. At the same time, the other side of them is doing, well, I'm doing that for them so that I could have a better, you know, I could do something better for them. Right. But it's very interesting about how much that would come up in selfish. And I'm just using that example, but there's a lot of them. If you want to do something and you're not, you feel like you're, you have to work at nighttime. Well, that doesn't feel selfish. It feels like you're doing that for your family, but then you feel bad that you didn't spend enough time with your family. And women tend to have it way more, this selfish thing. So tell me when you feel like you're being selfish. Um, because it's coming, like, I've heard it in the last five days, I don't know, ten times from people. Like, we've had to go over this selfish versus self-love thing. I said, you know, I used to teach a class on that. Mm-hmm. Because it was so bad with women that they would look at men. I said, this is part of the problem in our relationships. We're looking at, we're looking at men. Men think that, that we're just fucking nuts and, and, and a bunch of bitches and we've lost our mind. Because we have a lot of resentment because we think they're being selfish. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're like... You don't give two shits about what I'm doing or what I need to do. You're not helping with anything. You just come home and, you know, throw your shit around and, and no, most men don't do that. But not all of them do that. Some of them do that. And some women do that. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not a gendered thing at all. It is a gendered thing in our mind, meaning like what you're supposed to do. So if you're a woman that comes home and throws your shit around, I don't think that that's actually the way you've been taught to do that, right? It depends who your parents are. It depends who your parents are. But the thing that you... It also depends if you're, like, a weird hoarder. Like, some people are, but we're not talking about extremes. Not saying that because you're a hoarder, you're weird. You're weird anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, because of the extremes, I'm saying. We're talking about, like, the extremes. So, yes, in all extremes, everything exists. But we're talking about the average person, right, seems to think that that you're supposed to be a certain way, right? So here's the way it's supposed to be. 
and women are supposed to act like this, and here's their job, and here's their role, and what they're doing, here, and this is what men are supposed to do. And as we're working on changing that, and all those things are coming up, and they're like in our face, and we're getting mad. That well, that's well. The thing that's really big for me is I actually disapprove of gender roles. Like, to, yeah, a lot of people do. To a really, really like strong amount, though, where it like really, really bothers me when something's like. It's this it feels way. like it's imbalanced. Yeah, because it's it's weird. It's like, well, just because that person has that part doesn't mean that they should be associated with that belief and stuck there for a general lump sum. You know what I mean? Like no, what it, do you mean? It shouldn't be a blanket statement. Like, it's a weird thing to me to be like, oh, okay, like, because, because this person is a woman, that means they all have to do this one thing. It'd be like... Um, well, luckily, that's the thing that's trying to change. But why do you have such a problem with it? That I don't know. It's weird. It really, that's one of those things where it really pushes my buttons, though. Like so what is, it, like, what is it making you feel um, about yourself? It, may, it, it makes me feel like, well, why wouldn't everyone be able to do everything? And they are. You know what I mean? But No, but it's a funny thought, though, that it's, like, preset in your mind that, like, because you're born a certain way, you should right quote, as the unquote, woman should do be the one that does this. Right, it's so that's such a strange thing to me because it's like everyone has their unique individual personalities, and we're all here to have our own individual experiences. Therefore, each life is very, you know, tailored to their own personal thing. So it shouldn't. But if you walk, if you watch people, and you could watch it in our house, you could watch it in anyone's house, in anyone's family, that. We're so unconscious about how that is so ingrained in us that we just do those things. Like, a woman tends to do more of this. A man tends to do more of that. We have resentment about certain things that we think they should be doing. They have resentment about things that they think that we should be doing or not doing or talking too much. Or, you know, like, there's, like, there's a, like blanket statements of women talk more than men, right? Oh, I've never heard that, but I guess... Oh, yeah, that's a... They, they apparently made that a fact of, oh. you know, studies that women talk more than men. Now, I know a lot of men that talk a lot. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm like, all of my friends all talk a lot. Right. So, is that necessarily true? Well, it depends on how, who they talk to, right? Yeah. But there's a lot more men that, that tend to not have the same conversations as women do, that are less talkative, mm-hmm. and meaning like... They don't, men tend to not go and have the same conversations that women do with their friends. Right. They might have that conversation with a woman. They don't tend to have the same conversation with a guy from the studies that they've done, mm-hmm. you know, and from, and from talking to, you know, like, it'd be like asking, asking like a, a few of my guy clients, I'd say, they'd say like, oh, this and this happened. And I'd say like, if so, their friend called and say, you know, like, they're going, we'll just say a statement, they're going through a divorce. And I said, oh, well, what happened? They go, oh, I don't know. Oh, you didn't ask? That actually happened with James a lot, where it's like, so James is my boyfriend. He'll, uh, he'll be like going to band practice and doing a thing. And then um, I'll be like, oh, how's your, you know, the other people in his band? How's the, you know, what are they up to? He's all, like, I don't know. Like, you were just with them for, like, three hours. What do you mean you don't know? Like, <laughs> we, we didn't... Well, what was funny about it is I'd go, well, okay, it's the same thing. I go, so so what So what happened? They're like, well, I don't know. 
I'm like, well, didn't you ask? And they're like, well, no. If they want to tell me, they'd tell me. Right. It's so funny. Right. Oh. Well, and James is a new band member. And I'm like, oh, what does she do for work? He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what her? What, you don't know what her job is? He's like, I don't know. She's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, as a woman, we would tend to go, are you okay? Um, and I'm not saying guys don't do that, but. Right. They're and like, I'm if you call me and you tell me something, because I've heard a bunch of men say this, if you call me and tell me something, I figure if you want to tell me more about it, you'll call me back and tell me more if you, when, you're, when you're ready. Right. I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay. Right. And that's like a learned thing where it's like men feel like they shouldn't well, that's feel an emotional comfortable with emotions. Feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And those are, now, not all men that, are like no, that. No, yeah. But, and that's, again, that's but that that's weird more of that blanket statement, right? But if you look at like what people do and if you pay attention to how people interact in the relationships and with in their families and stuff, there's a thing that's happening and there's so much resentment that grows over things that are so minor that could be changed with a lot with communication and stuff Mm -hmm. about things that are programmed in that really shouldn't be part of the idea of balance, right? There's no balance. Well, we were talking about it. It's like men come home and or, or say, well, I'm going to I'm going to go golfing. We'll just use golfing as an example. I'm going to go golfing or I'm going, you know, I'm joining a bowling league or I'm going to be playing softball. Mm-hmm. Right. And now women are starting to do more things. Right. So they'll go to yoga or go to exercise class. But traditionally, men would be the ones that would be able to go golfing or do whatever on a Saturday. And women would be home taking care of whatever. Right. Like going to the grocery store, you know, taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, doing whatever. And then the guy would come home and then maybe we, you know, maybe go out to dinner or something. But they would they would have like a thing set up of leisure time or take care of yourself time. And women didn't tend to put that in. Right. You know, they would go get their nails done. You know, like it would be like a big deal. Like if you got your nails done every week. <laughs> like Yeah, they were like, my me time is just going to get like a manicure or something. Right. And there's some, you know, there's some women that, you know, there are things that they do are to take care of themselves or make themselves look pretty. But is that the relaxing time? Like what are they doing like self-care? And it's not just, it's not just getting your nails done. No, that's like a version of like taking yourself out on a date mm-hmm. and like, you know. Right. Like, what's the difference, right? So if we go get our nails done, who are we doing that for? Well, we're doing that for us, hopefully. Right. And then, but a lot of the times we're doing it for other people because we don't want them to see our nails look like crap. Oh, I look like I dig for a living. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of women, depending on what they do and wanting to look nice, you know, be presentable. How hairy are my armpits? Um, Can I can't tell. Because the, clearly I care so much. About the hairy armpits. Yeah. Well, you do that also because you wax. Yeah. So they have to have some length to wax them. Right. Um, I also think it's funny, though, because people will, like... This is, like, that weird, like, belief thing, too, where, mm-hmm. like, oh, because, like... Unless I'm, you move to Europe. Right. Well, no, well, because, it's like, oh, I'm in the beauty industry, and, like, I do hair and makeup and all the things, and it's like, I never have makeup on. I'm, I don't brush my hair. It usually doesn't even get wet, maybe once a week. And then all the armpit hair. You know, and it's funny because people are like... Oh, okay. <laughs> like, should we trust you with our st- things? Because you don't know how to take care of yourself. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not you don't know how to. No, no, I know. It's like I just I don't care. Well, what's the difference? Like, it's not you don't care. Right. It's because I'm not. I do it when I like to. 
like one it's a thing that right you don't feel like you have to do that every day right yeah that's not a thing because I'm not doing it to present myself to the world like I know people who need to like be like fully dressed and put their makeup on and like you know like be like together together and they do that every morning as like their daily routine like me like you yeah because it's like that's just what your version of like I'm ready now is. Mm-hmm. that's the but that was also a program that would be programmed into me right meaning like that's how I saw my mother do it right. for her to go out the door she got ready right you know so you had she had a routine that she did mm-hmm. and then we'd go out the door so then as you get older you just assume because you're watching and you don't even realize this you don't know where you get these things but that's what we're talking about. It's like, here's all these programs that are actually being, um, like, getting, like, it's like popping bubbles, I mean, popping bubbles, popping balloons, like a dart being thrown into it and being like, okay, you want to look at that? Because how, what, does that even make sense? Like, what is that for? You know, it's the idea that this is how a relationship should work, which doesn't work. Right. We've been trying it 9,000 times that way. It didn't work. Let's, let we have to, to solve the problem, we have to go, as Einstein said, I think it was Einstein, said, you know, you have to go to another level to solve the problem we keep trying to solve it on the same level right you, you know, can't have to get go there to a higher <laughs> yeah you can't get there from here but it's like the same thing with everything that's going on like with government with all the um the way that it's been working apparently it's not working right. you know like it can't continue to do what it's doing and that's actually part of what the vibration being higher is trying to show us it's we can't continue doing the same things and expect a different outcome that's the insanity thing right exactly <laughs> But we do. And we think we're doing something different. We actually think we're doing something different. So we go like, okay, so if I was clingy in a relationship, I won't be clingy now, right? right? If I was too, if I felt like I was too needy. So then you put up a wall and you send off energy that's the total opposite. That's basically like, I don't need you at all. And people are like scared to talk to you. <laughs> They're like, oh God, that person freaks me out. Because we went from one extreme to the other. Like we didn't find our balance or we didn't find, figure out like what it was or where that program came from or why we actually believe that's how you should be. Right. Or why do we feel like we're, we feel so needy or that we need someone so much and that we need someone to complete us. And that's part of what this whole journey is about. And why like, like being a... Um, a starseed, a light worker, the people that, that came here to help the masses to rise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a bunch of different terms that they call them, but they came here to help that, that they've been pushing us through so much crap and, and things, not like everyone else isn't going through crap, it's right. just the levels of, and it doesn't matter what level you're on, you're still going to go through crap because you have to learn it. And to be able to teach it, you have to have gone through it because apparently from what they tell me every single time I go, really, I could hear, I don't really need to experience this shit again, um, way bigger again. I thought we did that. Well, right. the test gets, it's like, here, here's your test again. Okay. Now, did you get it? Do you see it? Do you understand it? No. <laughs> no, you just, you just gave me the, um, it's like, it doesn't matter if you're in kindergarten and you take a test in kindergarten, right? And they give you a test. At the same time, if you're at kindergarten level, that test feels hard. Right. Yeah, because it matches where you're at. Right. If your test is college AP classes, the test feels hard. Right. You had to study for the test. The difference, though, is in school, you're prepped on the material first, and then you take the test. Right. They They don't do that here. Whereas, like, here, they're like... And, Here's the test. Now, and this is the lesson surprise. And then they don't, they like. 
Well, they've been giving you the information. You haven't been paying attention. Like they've been trying to, they've been trying to teach us the whole time and they're trying to guide us and, you know, get us to wake the hell up. And, but, but that's not how it feels, right? It feels like, because most of the time we're not awake. Like the idea of being awake is when I talk about awareness, it's like being aware of why we're doing something over and over and why we expect something different and understanding like what you believe and how you believe it and that it's not true. Like we can prove it. What did I watch somebody prove recently that was so amazing to me? Um, oh, well, we could use you as the example. With yeah, your you book watch work. me prove my book work stuff. But I've seen it with so many people recently because yeah. it's so big right now that you could see this stuff so clear. And just watching you do your book work stuff or is like I, watching. I, well, I came into your room the other day and like we were talking about something and then I proved it instantly right after. I don't remember what it was. The podcast, when we did the podcast. Yeah, we did the podcast. And, and we was, were talking about... and we the, were this mo- The podcast right before this one. Right. And we were talking about self-love and how yeah. to use self-love. Yeah. And it was, okay, if, if something that you beat yourself up about or that you said you made a mistake or that you can't do or that you're, you know, being mean to yourself about, right? Right. A, a, a mistake happens, right? You'd make a mistake or something's hard for you. Mm-hmm. And... The thing that we were saying that you do, right, is, mm-hmm. okay, pretend that that was your friend, right? Because we're going to learn how to self-love. Well, how do we love others? Let's do that to ourselves, right? right? What we would do for somebody else, let's try to do that for ourselves so we could actually right. at least start Yeah, because if your friend made that same mistake, you wouldn't be like, wow, you're an idiot. Well, like, I know you said it depends on the friend. But, but yeah. But the point being is that you wouldn't continue beating them up for hours, usually, um, yeah, whereas, like, for me, I'm, like, very hard on myself. So, literally, literally, after we did the podcast, so it was, it was probably 10 minutes after we did the podcast. Yeah. Ten, ten yeah, so that's what we were talking about, and then we ended the podcast, and then... And then Holly went to go get something, because she had did a, a client, she had did a wedding earlier. Uh-huh. So, she went to go get her paperwork, so she could put all the stuff in her book that she needed to do, and, and she says to me, can you please count this, because I'm, I'm not able, to, something, something's wrong with the... And this is where the paperwork and book work and all that stuff comes up, right? Mm-hmm. So here she goes, and, and I go, sure. So I count it, and I, and I tell her how much it is. And I go, why? How much is it supposed to be? And it was like $170 short. Yep. And that's when she lost it. Yep. That's when she was like, oh, my God. See, I can't do this. I'm doing this wrong. And she did. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what are you doing? And it was so, because it was so fresh when we talk about, like, so fresh. We did that. Ten, we just ended the podcast 10 minutes before that. And this happened literally like 10 minutes later. And I go, what are you doing? What are you supposed to be doing? I go, hold on. To solve this problem, <laughs> first, mm-hmm. how would you talk to your friend if they did this? What would you say to your friend? And then you're like, oh, okay. And then how do you solve this problem? Because you've been doing this and proving it right. more than one time. How do you solve the problem? You go, well, the problem being solved would be that I don't take cash on the day of a wedding. Right, because I can't, I can't, I don't have the time to count it there. Uh-huh. There's too much going on. The other people are busy too that are c- collecting it. It's, it. it's basically a setup for a disaster. Right. So they have to make, I have to just make sure that they pay me um, the day before, you know, either Venmo me or whatever, and, um, or give me a check the week before. Right. And then we don't have to worry about doing any of that on the day of, then, then we're fine. Right. And that was the solve. You knew the solve. Way right. before I know this. very well, but because it was a friend, I didn't treat it like I do my like regular weddings. I didn't like have her do a contract. I didn't like 
you know what I mean? Like, so I didn't, like, pre-make her figure out, like, the total and stuff. Like, I was just like, okay, like, each girl is this, this much for hair and makeup, so make sure you collect this from each person. And, um, and the fact that she didn't count it, so then I said, well, you could just, you know, text them and let them know that it's short. No, I can't do that because I should have counted it. It's my fault. I d- yeah. I'm like, well, you could do that. It is a, a friend. Right. And then I was like, well, whatever. It's You know what? It's a mistake and it's a learning experience and it wasn't that much money that it was worth the, you know, well, learning. Well, depends on the person. But, right. yes. the idea The idea would be, okay, now you could beat yourself up, do nothing about it, if you do another friend that you don't do a contract and you don't do the same thing again because you've done it a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. That was one way you did it. There's been other ways that you've done it with contracts before when you've had contracts or you've felt like there's other ways you've proved it is what I meant. Oh. There's other ways that you proved it, lots of ways that you proved it, that you just are not good at that, that right. you suck at that, and that that's the thing that, that in the part of the business world... You're very good at the... If they just send you and someone else does all that other book work stuff, you'd be amazing. Right. Well, that's because I feel like that's not my life purpose. So it's when I'm working on things like that, it gets in the way of doing things that... Well, that isn't your life purpose. It's just part of your job. <laughs> no, I know. But meaning like when it's... Because it gets like bigger than just the task. You know what I mean? Like my brain like makes it into like... This oh my God. Your brain makes it into way bigger than the task. Because I've watched you do it, and that's what we're talking about. It's like mm-hmm. how you've actually created that to be such a big thing right. when it's such a small thing. Right. It's well, like a, it's like an extra add-on that you just do, like that takes ten minutes. Right. Well, and that's what I feel like happens to, like with the anxiety stuff that's been going on. Is like whatever, wherever it is that I'm about to go or do or things like that. It's all really. It's all things I've all done. They're right. all clients mm-hmm. that I have had for many years, and there's no reason right. in the world to have the feeling. But it's just there's, like, this tightness that's just, like, in there, and it's weird, and I just, like, get myself all worked up for some reason, and I can't get... It's, like, it's almost... It's, like, stopping me from being in, like, the... Um, like, in the heart chakra, like, love connection part, because it just... It's so distracting that you can't do anything but feel that. Right. So what are the things? Because we were talking about it last time, and I made you two. And I don't know if we talked about it on the on the podcast last time. Um, that we did talk about it. That to do something different is to change your energy, right? Yep. So pretend that pretend you're going to see somebody that you haven't seen in a long time that you're really excited to see. Right. And because everyone was feeling so anxious that we did that exercise. Right. And that exercise was like instantly changed the energy. Right. I was like, I don't care if you like run around the house, go outside, you know, grab a tree. And I'm sure I said it last time. Okay. Um, because that is the idea of we can sit in it, right? We can sit in it and be like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Or is the feeling coming from all the changes that are happening and all the stuff that's trying to come up? Now, we want to see what the stuff is that we're trying to let go of, that we're trying to release. Meaning... You have to sit in it sometimes so that you can feel the program and see that it's not real. Right. That you believe that you can't do paperwork is not real. Right. That's the program. Okay. So then once you know that that's the program that's saying that, it's the change is from a higher place, right? So the change is like, okay, I already know why this I feel this way. I already know why I feel this way. Now with the anxiety that you're feeling, that's a common thing right now. Like anxiety is very high the purging that's happening, the amount of crazy that people are feeling. And the how many times thing. did I tell you that, that I got 
I got a bunch of people that um, emailed me or texted me about our last podcast because I think the title was, if you're feeling crazy, you're not alone. Right. That, that I haven't heard from in a while and went, thank you for the podcast. Right. Thank you for doing that because I've been feeling like this and people have been saying like, um, you need to do whatever and you're, there's something really wrong with you. And they went, everything that you said on there about the way that you guys were feeling is what I'm feeling. And thank you for, because that, because it didn't, like the other thing didn't feel right to me. Like I didn't feel like I was crazy. I felt like something else is going on. Right. And I'm like, well, something else is going on. (laughs) And that would be why. Well, also too, the whole like having your old stuff come back in again Mm -hmm. too, which is interesting because um, like I know for me, I, you know, I like, used to pick on my legs all the time when I was little and wouldn't wear, like, shorts or anything like that. You know, like, this is, like, middle school little, you know. Um, which is funny. So I, like, catch myself doing that in different ways now because of the way I feel. Mm-hmm. So it, I'll be, like, picking on myself and be like, oh, like, I can't do this thing anymore because, you know, this part is hurting now. And, you know, so it's, like, and that's where that's where the belief is, right? That's where right. the belief is that this is what happened, and I can't now. And then then you'll prove it by trying to go do it, and then it causing a problem. Right. I'm like, oh, good, my hip hurts now, you know, like because my body's like. Well, right now our bodies are. I don't know about yours, but mine's been hurting extra because it's like trying to be squeezed through a juicer. It feels like and. Yeah. And we're not like a blueberry. In, and as much as that would probably not, the blueberry would probably be squished and all that. I am a blueberry. Well, you might be a blueberry, <laughs> but when you squish you through a, a juicer to try to get to separate out the crap. Right. You're, <laughs> we're more like celery. You know? <laughs> we're obnoxious to clean up. And, <laughs> and we don't taste that good. No, I'm kidding. Well, I don't personally care for celery, and neither do you. But you drink the juice. I do drink the juice. You drink the it celery helps juice. my belly feel happy. So what I'm saying is it's like trying to go through a juicer. Mm-hmm. And, okay, if you're going through a juicer, I, it might be a little bit rough. And we're trying to get the, the pure juice out, right, to try to see, like, okay, we are not what we are told we are. We are not what we think we are. We are something that is way more than what we've been taught. There's, we have way more power. We are beings of light. We are creators, which would mean that if people are trying to keep you small and then you do it, because anyone that's been bullied, and I'm sure they'll, they'll recognize this, if you've been bullied, and most people have in some way, shape, or form in school at some point, if you've been bullied at all, that even if it was like for, for two months right. that somebody was picking on you or teasing you, that they could have stopped, like summer vacation could have happened, and you would continue doing it, and when you went back to school, you'd be scared to death that that was going to happen again, and now you think that about yourself, and you say that about yourself, and you do that about yourself. Now, granted, when it comes to bullying, there's a thing that's going on with the bully and the, um, the, bully and the person who's being bullied. They're actually attracting each other in their energy, right. because we already feel that way, and the bully feels that way. They just do it as the victim, and the other one is being the victimizer. So the bully's the victimizer. The one that's being bullied is the victim. And we're playing out what we actually feel from each other's energy because that's why we pick on that person, right? right? Because they already feel that way. Um, the person doesn't know that and the bully doesn't know that most of the time they don't know that they're victimizing because of how hurt they are. 
they like, usually have the same issue. It's a weird, it's a weird dynamic if you go with like through energy. Weird. I like, but luckily, the point, yeah. But the point being is, no, you luckily it didn't phase you, and people would have picked on you, and you wouldn't even noticed, which is because of how you live. Like, you, I mean, the way that your mind works, it doesn't hit that button. No, there was no one ever bothered me ever, and they probably did because. Like, my friends, like, my guy friends, when I was, like, in middle school, in high school, would, I'd wear those big Janko pants. They'd, like, walk behind me and step on my pants because mm-hmm. they thought it was funny. Um, but I was just like, oh, that's my friend just being silly. Whereas, like, someone else who w- was already nervous could be like, oh, they're being mean to me. Right. You know? They're picking on me because they're I'm wearing... They're picking on me because my pants are really big and weird. You know, but really they're, like, not, though, because they're just, like, I just saw them as, like, playing. Right. And it depends on the person. It depends on how they do it. It depends on, you know, right. it depends on how you feel about yourself. And right. And then uh, one time in high school, there was a girl who came up to me, and she was like, you got beef. You got beef. I, like, didn't know what that meant um, because I was walking in the hallway with one of her friends, um, person that, like, they had a crush on, mm-hmm. and they, like, thought that I was, like, with that person. Um, what are you asking me? <laughs> like, I was, like, very confused and didn't know what she was saying. And then walked away, and she was, like, didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was, like, I just, I don't know these words. <laughs> I, I don't, don't have... You now just confused the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. She must have saw the shocked look on your face yeah, and didn't like, know... What? <laughs> Was I walking with my friend in the hallway? You what? Like, <laughs> but do you see how you didn't take that? Like it didn't, it it like kind of glanced off of you. Like it just like went right by you. So confusing. Where most people that would like freak them. They'd get scared and be yeah. like, "Oh my god, someone's confronting me." Right. Just be confused. Just be confused. <gasps> just be confused and don't have a clue what the hell's going on. No idea. Because mm-hmm. then they don't know what to do with it. They're like, huh? What? You're not fighting back, and you have nothing to say but confusion. I am now confused too. And now I'm totally confused. Yeah. But that because those things didn't, you didn't have those experiences. Those things right. were not part of your program. Right, and I would have never thought to react in a way of confrontation or something. It was like that program never happened where like people are mean to each other. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you need to be walled up because you're gonna have a mean, you know... Like, be mean... Well, because most people, you know, hurt people hurt people, so that's why that would be the case. So, the more hurt you feel, or the more that you, you know... And I'm not saying that everyone loves themselves, because they don't. No, right, right, right. But whatever your your beliefs are, right, and if it's, you know, being kinder is better, um, can that get... Can that get proved to that you're wrong? Yeah. Because you could be kind to people, and they could take advantage of you, or, you know... um, you feel like you're used and taken advantage of, right. then the real program that you had in there was that you can't trust people. Now, everyone feels like they can't trust people. That's a main program that's mm-hmm. taught, that you can't trust people. Right. So or, or you're not valued. Like, your time and energy is right. important. It's, it's yeah. a similar, like, you know, you're not important in that you don't matter. Like, all those are beliefs that we're proving constantly now. Mm-hmm. The trust one is big. You know, who do you trust? Who do you let in? You know, like, I don't want to let anyone in because I've already been hurt by this, this, and this. So we go by our past. We don't live in today. We live by what happened in the past. Right. And what we learned from that is probably the wrong things. It's like, well, we learned to not let anyone in. So now we're not going to let anyone in. And if we do, we're going to 
like put you through the ringer mm-hmm. so you can prove that you, we can trust you. Right. But we're not even consciously aware of it. Like most people aren't consciously aware of it. We're going to put you through the ringer and keep testing you. But if you look at some of the things that you've done to your friends when you first meet them, um, in the beginning you're fine because it's like any relationship. In the beginning you're fine. And then as a little bit of time goes on, you start testing them. If they seem like they've backed off a little bit, they're not texting you as much, you start thinking, okay, do they really care? Were they just trying to use me for something? Did they get, you know what I mean? Were they just trying to use me for rides? Maybe they wanted someone to go out with. Maybe they, like, maybe they wanted to meet more of my friends. Like, it's, we start thinking all bizarre-ass things. And I'm not saying that, that some of the, that's not true with some people. Right. But you extra test, right? You're doing extra tests because you've had the experience. So once you've had the experience you now have that in your mind to look at each person like that. Right, because you just like are like, oh, no. I now we just assume. Right. Which we shouldn't. Assuming right. makes an ass out of me and you. It's true. I right. assume something the other, I was, I think because I'm writing a book about my experiences, of all those strange experiences that I think are just normal. Right. Right, and we were. Speaking of strange experiences, we should oh, yeah. mention my weird one, but continue. So I'm writing a book about that because people keep asking me, could you please write those? Because those are not <laughs> like, what? What do you mean? Like, no, those are, well, they're more normal for me every day. Right. And so it would be like the entity removals and, the, you know, the, the, you know, dying, you know, near-death experiences, the, you know, um, people that I talked to on the other side, the, the way that things happened or the way that, you know, I was uh, meditating one things day. Things attacking you. Yes. And meditating. energies attacking you. <laughs> Yes, the and the meditating one day, and here I am meditating, and you know, kind of like when I would meditate, um, at that time I would go up this this beautiful white light, like it would, it would be like you're going up the white light corridor, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I hear this guy, um, <laughs> I hear this guy cough in the hallway, and I'm laying on the bed meditating, and I'm like, oh, that's got to be somebody in the house, like somebody must have came upstairs, and I kind of just kind of dismissed it, and. I'm just kind of chill, and I'm going up this, um, you know, like, what, and it's like, I'm really relaxed and feeling good, and all of a sudden, I hear this woman who is standing over me go, who is she? And mm-hmm. I opened my eyes, and she, I looked at her, she looked at me, we both screamed, mm-hmm. we both went, ah! And she was, looked like she was from the 1800s, she had like a wool suit on that was in a hat and an 1800s look and the guy was standing by my door and he had the same kind of a look outfit type of thing and had like a mustache and I was like ah ah mm. we both went ah like mm-hmm. we both screamed yeah and then in a couple of like it was like a minute and then they like disappeared and it was like they got caught in a timeline the way that they showed it to me is like we we as, as I was going up they were coming wherever they were going through their timeline and we basically like intersected each other's timeline. They ended up in my room. Nah. And when I tell you, like that was probably one of those experiences. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. You see people that are from the 1800s while you're meditating. It's a person is actually looking at you in full form of their body and looking down at you. And they're going, who is she? Like, and I open my eyes and I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, yeah. You know, most people that, that, I mean, it did surprise me. But I wasn't as, you know, yeah. wh- which most people would react to probably even more, you know, right. I was you a little more. You weren't like, I'm at danger. Yeah. No, it didn't feel like that. It was It was yeah. much more like, what the? You're like, but oh, that's confusing. Apparently, we crossed timelines. Okay. But, but so those kind of experiences. And um, the idea would be like, could you please, you know, like just write them because they're, 
they're so interesting. Like when yeah. you talk about them, and they're, I'm like, oh, those are like normal. They happen all the time. Yeah, <laughs> they like feel normal really things. normal to me too. Right, they're they're normal to you. So when the other day we were talking about, what were we talking about before that? Why did I even talk about that? Because now I totally forgot. See, the, our brains are not working. I couldn't even think of words the other day. I was like, you know, there's a word for this, and I don't know what it is <laughs> anymore. But you know what? It'll come to me after you leave. Yeah. Because I was trying to think of a word when I was with a client. And I was laughing. I'm like, all right, guys. First of all, number one, we have to stay in a higher vibration because the lower energies are trying to beat the fuck out of you and keep you in this low-ass energy. So do use all your tools and use them extra. And be around people. Put something on that makes you laugh. Do Like, move. Like, move. Do not mm-hmm. sit in that energy. I know it feels anxious. I know it feels like the world is fucking ending. And hopefully... Um, the way they've showed it to me, it's ending as we know it. And we talked about last time, it's like, thank fucking God it's yeah. ending as we know it because I think it's a disastrous mess at right. the moment. So whatever, I don't even know what the hell we were... Just, see, that's we, how well, bad we this is. About, that's um, how bad it is. I know. Lose your train of thought in five seconds. It's so true. No, and why I even went over there. It's uh, so oh, weird experiences? No, I wasn't talking about weird experiences. No. See, that's hysterical. Well, we were talking about bullying before. We were talking about bullying... We were talking about um, the way that that would continue. You would continue doing that, mm-hmm. like to yourself. Even if you've only you were bullied bully for yourself. a very short amount of time, you would continue saying the things and be afraid of the things that someone else would think that of you mm-hmm. for the rest of your life without even knowing it. Right, and then it like turns into like people being weird at work and like not wanting. And me. one little thing that happened, you would think that that's what was happening again. You would be so hyper vigilant, like it makes us hyper vigilant about everything. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at how much something like that affects us and how we're doing it. It's like it. a PTSD thing. It's like a PTSD thing, but it's not. It's, it's what we do without realizing right. all the time. And it goes in as the confirmation that, that they were right and we're right about the way we feel about ourselves. Not true and not actually accurate at all. But once you believe it, all you do is prove it. And that's what we were talking about with you, like with your with the thing, with the, the job. It's like, you're very good at proving. And I've seen it a lot with the, the selfish versus self-love thing recently that's been coming up a lot. It's like, right. you have no idea how much stress I have to try to do this, this, and this, and, and he doesn't get it, and he's just sitting there doing I'm like, you have no idea, because I have both of, like, I'll usually have both people, like the husband or the wife or the boyfriend and the girlfriend. Right. So he feels just as much stress. He may not look like it or may not be talking about it the same way that you are, so you assume that he doesn't. Right. Because his reaction to it is different. Right. So you just assume. And even when you talk to them, because they don't say what you want to hear, because we're looking for a spur, it's like setting somebody up for failure. Right. Well, this is how I just saw it. When you said that to me, like, let's say one person speaks Spanish and one person speaks English and neither one knows the other language. You could be, you can tell each other the exact same thing, but because you don't know how, what they're saying, what it means, you're just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? So but the, that would be good because at least you know that you don't know the language. Right. But no, that's what I mean. The word In English, like, we know the language, so we think what the person's saying. Right. Well, but this is what... We should be looking at it like they're speaking Spanish. Right. Well, because everyone has their own individual association and feelings to how certain words and things are for them. Right. So, and what they mean to them. And what they mean to them. So it's like if someone says, like, I feel, like, tired and stressed... To me, if I'm tired and stressed, that is like 
big to me because I, I'm always tired and stressed. So, like, if I'm telling someone I actually feel those things, mm-hmm. I must be, like, about to, like, jump off the roof. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas, like, an, maybe someone else who says I'm tired and stressed maybe slept six hours and then, like, has to go to the DMV and they're like, oh. And that's the difference. And that's why you always ask, like, so what is that? Right. What does that mean to you? Right. right. Or because if somebody said, um, I hate being vulnerable, right? You go, okay, what does that mean? Yeah, what does vulnerable mean? Because vulnerable means a bunch of things to people. A lot of people think it's weakness. But it, vulnerable is being weak. And to me, vulnerable is being strong and courageous. Cause right, because then you're we, not scared for people to see who, who you are. Right. So vulnerable takes a lot of strength and courage to be vulnerable again after we've been through so much mm-hmm. and to basically go out there and do it again mm-hmm. and to have you know faith, belief, and trust that we're going to do something different finally. Mm-hmm. You know, But it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. It takes a lot of strength. Although when you say vulnerable to a lot of people, they're like, I'm not going to be vulnerable. Right, I'm like, well, what that, is vulnerable right, to you? Right, because that word has a funny And there's a lot of them. About. And it's the, also the, the idea that, you know, like men aren't supposed to look emotional. They can be angry. But the sad emotional thing is a little bit less okay. They don't like it. They don't like people to see that. They're supposed to be strong and tough. And those are programmed in them, right. sadly. And it's the same thing with women. We're allowed to have more emotion. So it's okay for us to cry. A lot of women don't like it, but some are much better at it. And it's a you way to release. Showing emotion, you mean? Yeah. Some women don't like showing emotion. They think that's a weakness because it's been taught as a weakness in general. Right. And it's not. Showing emotion is not a weakness. It depends on what emotion you're showing and how often you're showing it. But it's a balance of being able to like release stuff. And emotion right. is... The earth plane is an emotional plane, right? That's kind of how we buy all this bullshit, right? Through our emotion. But if we're coming from from the heart, the emotion is a totally different emotion. Yes, very much so. It's a totally different emotion. And it's one of love, and it's one of looking at... And people say this to me all the time. When I talk about this, they'll go like, you are so naive about this world. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe... I'm not naive that bad things happen. I'm not naive that there's people that do bad things. I know that hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. I know that there are people on our planet that are actually soulless. I do know I, I know way more than people think. But I want to see the world as amazing and doing better and people are coming from love and that their intentions are good because the more that I see it that way, the more I experience it that way. Yes, very So true. if I keep looking at the world as it's fucked I'm fucked, and people that I talk to are just all trying to take advantage of me. Guess what I'm going to get more of? Right, then you can't have it any other way. Then that's the only way it's going to be. So when people say I'm naive, I start to laugh. It's like, well, if I'm a creator and I'm trying to create something, then that's the world that I want to live in, then I have to see the world that way. So I have less experiences of people trying to do that because I don't see that as a normal thing with people, as a general sense. So... When we're talking about this, like, okay, guys, we don't take we don't take abuse from people. Like, we're hopefully feeling a little bit better about ourselves, and we start to know, like, as we start to purge some of these programs out, and we start to go, like, okay, I'm a being that's worth something. That's the first thing you need to look at. It's mm-hmm. like, what are you worth? Why do you feel like you're not worth it? Right. Why do you feel like you're not important? How many times has that got proven to you? Well, where's all your proof of the opposite? And there's so much proof of the opposite because you'll have friends. It's so funny. We'll have 
a bunch of friends that will be trying to hang out with us or spend time with us or want to talk to us, and there's one person that doesn't, and that's the one we're focused on. Right. <laughs> like, well, why doesn't that friend want to make time for me? That's the one. We're missing all the proof of the opposite about all the people that give a shit and care. That you hang out with all the time that want to, like, will text you and be like, hey, let's go get dinner, blah, 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 blah. Oh, we're missing them. They don't count. They're not important. See, we know. It's like once we know, we're safe. We don't need to worry about them anymore. Mm -hmm. We want that one person, that one person, that one friend, or that one person that we like to start doing that. And when they don't, everyone else doesn't count. Yeah. It's like we got so much proof of the opposite that you matter, that you're important, that people love you and they care about you, except for that one person, and that's the only one you want. And the more that you want that, the less you get that. Right. So we need to change the idea that we're always proving that we are not important and that we don't matter because of that. Like, we're doing it, and we don't even realize how we're doing it. Right. And if that one person doesn't want to, there's something going on with them. Right. Why is it always something wrong with us? Right. Well, they don't want to spend time with you. Okay. Maybe there's something going on with them. Well, so this is a thing. So the other day... Um, I went to go see my friend uh, play music, and I ended up staying out kind of late, and I texted James being like, hey, like, can I sleep over tonight? And this is probably like midnight at this point. And um, he doesn't have a lot of um, time in the apartment by himself when there's no other person there. And he's like, actually, I was hoping for alone time tonight because I have to work on my music, and I don't get good ideas when there are other people here. He was there's something about it that just like I can't like fully express myself if I know other people can hear me. He's mm -hmm. like and I really need to work on my stuff and um Which I, was actually very nice of him to say in a clear way. Yeah, he was very clear about it, but he felt horrible though. I was gonna say, but at the same time that would make him feel guilty and bad and all the things because he actually said what he wanted. Right. He felt so and bad. and that he'd be saying to you, I don't want to spend time, I don't want you here. Right. When that hasn't wasn't the truth, he was no, trying to do something else. Right, exactly, exactly. And I and I understand. I told him that I understood, and like, don't I don't want him to feel bad, and that like it's important that he has, you know, that he does his thing that he needs. Right, and it's accepting the person, and letting them be themselves. Right? right, so it's accepting like, no, we all need that, and yeah. and there are times when we think we're going to have time to do that, and somebody tries to change the plan. So here's James's idea. Here we could prove it. Right, James. If that happened, mm -hmm. and then he's going to feel guilty and bad that he did that, instead of it being like, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Like, I wasn't trying to be mean. I wasn't trying to be like, I was just saying that this is what I needed at the time. Why isn't it okay? Yeah. You know? And it depends on the person that you're dating, because other people would be like, so, so you don't want to spend time? It's not like James doesn't want to spend time with you. Right, exactly, yeah. He's like, I would never normally say this. He's like, but I was really looking forward to you know, taking advantage of my apartment, being alone and writing music. And I just, like, I have to do it, you know. Right, which was very good of him to say. But yeah. the, the guilt trip that he yeah, went he on before so that. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like, so you're asking for what you want, but it's not okay. Right, and then you feel bad for doing the thing that you want to do. Right. It's like, wait, something's wrong with that. And it's not being mean. He said very clearly no, why. No, mean at all, yeah. He said very clearly why. Mm -hmm. Most people would understand it that way better. Right. But it's when you say no. It's like when people can't articulate clearly that, and they're like, well, no, I'd rather be alone. That's when it causes way big problems. Right, so it's like, well, that's 
a weird thing. Don't you want to hang out with me? Is there something? Well, wrong? what are you doing? What, yeah. what are you by yourself? What's is somebody there? Are you trying to hide something? Are you because when a lot of times people don't say what is really going on. You know, yeah. like, what's their feeling? Like, what's going on with yeah. them? Yeah, and he was very clear. And, like, I didn't feel bad. I was just like, um, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I was just, it would be easier for me to sleep over because the thing I have to do tomorrow morning really early is, like, 10 minutes from your house. Like, a literal 10 minutes from your house. Right, which then made him feel which worse. Which then made him feel worse because it's 40 minutes from my house. Right. So he's just like, oh, no. Like, now I feel horrible, but I also have to get my work done and all these things. I'm like, James. It's fine. You're fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. But those are the <laughs> things that hopefully we're able to say more clearly and that us, as we feel better about ourselves, would just be like, good, and I need to go take care of this for me. Mm-hmm. And I need to go take care of me, too. Right. It's a reminder that I need to go take care of me. We need to be taking care mm-hmm. of us because when we take care of us, we have way more to give others. Right. If James didn't take care of him and you went there... He would have been miserable. He would have been so grouchy because he would have been like, I'm wasting my time. Like I, I didn't get anything done. I could have. And, and thank God he said it mm-hmm. because then it would have been an argument yeah, and you wouldn't, have have known, you wouldn't have known why he was upset, why he was angry because he didn't say anything. Right. And he would have been resenting the fact that he couldn't. And he would be resenting you, but it would be himself. <laughs> right. For not speaking up. For not speaking up. Yeah. So. That was a very clear statement and very good that somebody mm-hmm. actually said. And the average person could understand that. It's like, oh, no, go ahead, do that. That's, that's yeah. fine. If you don't say those things, clear like that, then that's the, the that can turn into, that's where communication is so yeah. important. And most people don't mm-hmm. say it, so you don't have a freaking clue. Right. Most people have a hard time communicating what they need mm-hmm. and why is it okay. Because they feel like it'll hurt the other person's feelings and it'll be bad and instead of it being like, no, I just need some time. I'm trying to work on something, and no one's here, and this is the best time I could work. And I'm sorry. It's not that I don't love you and don't want to spend time with you, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry that it's you know something that would be helpful for you, but I really need to do this. We're very understanding, and it's good mm-hmm. to be like, oh, you know what? I need to do that for me. Mm-hmm. I need to like, so. Yeah, because he's good about taking time for himself. And it's important that we do. Yeah. Like you know, like if that's what we're doing. But it's important that you explain it to a person so they understand it so they don't take it wrong. Right. So everyone, as we're um, you know, ending the podcast... Oh, wait. Oh, we forgot to tell my weird story. Oh, uh, well, tell your weird, weird story. Um, so because it was, it was really it was interesting. Um, so I was in the office reading something on my laptop. And, um, and this was a day when there was a lot of um, crazy Sunday. stuff going on. Yeah. Like, the energy was so intense on Sunday, mm-hmm. this past Sunday. What's the date today? The 18th. Today, yeah. um, the energy was so intense, and it was a day where I just felt, I just cried all day. It was a yeah. day of cry. Like, it, the energy was so intense, and the um, amount of stuff, it was like, and I heard it from a bunch of people. They're like, I'm so off. I'm so off. What yeah. the hell's going I, on? I was feeling, I had been, I mean, I'm still feeling off, but. Um, but so there's different offs. There's different offs. Right, like, there's different offs. Like, this was like, I couldn't get my mind to have clarity, I, like, to the point where, I just, like, couldn't do anything productive. So yeah, I, me neither. I yeah. And had to change all the stuff that yeah. I was doing. So I just had to sit and read this thing that I was reading, and because um, I'm doing continuing education for cosmetology, and um, I was lighting the sage, and I light my sage every day in the morning, at night, constantly lighting it, always. And, you know, so I'm in the room with me, lit, 
the end of it. It's like a big stick of sage, right? Um, and I, as I'm reading, my like left eye starts to tear. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Um, and then I look over, and the sage is like fully engulfed in a flame with like smoke pouring out of the entire thing. I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. And then when I like, because I didn't light any of it like that, and it normally goes out in three seconds, right? So I'm like stamping it on the plate that it's on and it like won't go out it just keeps like burning more oh yeah no it was and a it looked like you were, i could barely see to you to the point where like the room looked like a freaking like disco like i w- couldn't put the thing out i eventually dumped my water on it because it was it burnt half of my stick in like a minute i'm like what the heck um and then she called me and she's I like her, hey like, and then all of a sudden she's like and i opened the door a little bit <laughs> and it came pouring out. She's like, you're going to set this. I'm like, where are you in here? Yeah, like, I'm like, I don't what know what's the going hell? on, but no, nothing weirds me out out of all the things that happened. That weirded me out because that clearly was like some something. Weird, yeah. Some weird thing was happening because that has never happened ever. And when you do something every day and yeah. I mean, that thing was like burning, like it was like somebody was blowing on it. It was, yeah. It was like somebody was blowing. It, looked, it was yeah. like, it looked like if you took a sage thing and you light it and you keep just blowing on it, it burned half of that thing in five seconds. It was like, wh- what are you doing in here? It was the weirdest And I could tell by thing. your energy, like how, how scared it was making yeah, you. Yeah. And then literally it was, there was so much smoke that it came into my room down the hall uh-huh. and I didn't even open the door. Mm-hmm. Like I opened the door a little bit and then I was like, okay. And then we opened the windows and stuff. And I think you even had the window. The window was open. I had the. I opened the window. The window yeah. was already open, was and already open. I mean, you were. In, I couldn't even see you in here. It was crazy. It was like so weird. It was just the strangest thing ever. And then, about ten minutes after that, I started getting this like weird body feeling where I got this like surge of energy that like shot up through my back and started wrapping around like the back of my head, and I got this like feeling in my low stomach where I was saying. It felt anxious, but it wasn't actual anxiety. And it was in my low stomach, not in my actual stomach where, like, normal anxiety lives. And then, like... It was in your sacral. Yeah. And then my and whole body turned into goosebumps. And Then it, she started tingling down your arms. And then I started arms. tingling down my tops of my arms, the and outside up of your my legs, up my whole spine, and, like, around my head, and it wrapped around my jaw, and just, like, my whole body just started getting, like, this... And that would be what we refer to as a kundalini awakening rising. So if anyone wants to know what that is, did you look it up yet? I did. Kind of. Okay. Well, that's what that is. Like those, it's when you're, it's like the energy surges through your body when you're having an awakening experience Uh and your kundalini is your life force. So it's a, in, so she goes, well, um, how long does this last? Can I go dance? Would I, I'm like, you could do whatever you want. Just pay attention to what's happening because, you know, sometimes you need to sit, sometimes, you know, depends on the person. And it usually, like mine, when it happened years ago, um, it happened over a couple of days. Like, meaning it happened and then it kind of chilled a little bit and then it came back the next day and for a little while. It did a couple of weird things. I can't remember exactly. Like, I remember the first day of it and how freaked out. I was like, what the hell is this? And we'll, I'll talk about mine um, on another podcast because yeah. we're, we're um, I have to get to, yeah, yeah, you have to get to and I have to get to. But, yeah. but the um, a point was that that experience, and when you read more about it, it's an experience that helps open up more of your, your um, it's like your connection 
to the divine. It's like a part to open up to tell you who you truly are. And we're having a lot more. Like, that's part of what's happening with a lot of people. It's like, it's not that you weren't awake in some way, shape, or form, and you're not spiritual and you haven't been doing work, but now it's another level. Mm -hmm. And we're having a lot more people that are having that where you're going to wake the hell up more. And if you were not awake at all, you can wake up more. You could wake up some. And then if you were awake, like, it doesn't matter what level you're at, we're still getting more awake, you know? It's like understanding more, more knowledge, more understanding who you truly are, what you're truly doing here, why you're doing this, all this stuff, the illusion of it, the idea that we are not the beings that we are, that we are not powerful beings, is starting to come to an end. Right. And not from an ego place, guys. We're not talking about ego. Ego is that power trip, that whole money bullshit. Money is abundance. It's energy. It's We have plenty of... When you truly get in your heart space, when you truly come from that heart space and you understand um, unconditional love, which we are working on in those moments, everything is abundant to everybody. There's no ladders. There's no, it's everyone's on the same level. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going through a different experience, but you extend love and know there's enough abundance for each person to have everything that they need and want in their life. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different feeling. And that's what we're heading for. If we actually can do this. Right. Um, it's not an easy process and boy, we have a lot of stuff that's trying to keep us from, from doing it, but that's what we're in the end is. So always remember the work is in you. The answers are in you. Don't look outside. When you look outside, it's the mirror to tell you what I need to be working on. When somebody's doing something, it's making you feel a certain way. Look at that and say like, okay, what's that trying to help me with? What's that trying to teach me about myself? Mm -hmm. Always take it back to you because it's the best way to start to go inside. Most people don't like to be inside. They don't want to see all the crap. They're afraid of what's in there. Right. Don't be afraid. It's the, the thing that's going to help you awaken to become who you are meant to be. And that's also a program. Don't look at yourself. You're not going to like what you see. Because you've already been trained that it's fucked up. <laughs> right. Instead of being like, yeah, I fucked up. Uh-huh. And so big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone's fucked up. <laughs> right. So on that fucked up note. <laughs> on that fucked up note. Um, and all the numbers that you're seeing, just a little heads up, all the numbers that you're seeing, like the 111, the 1111s, the, the 111, 1010, those are angel numbers and activation codes. Another one that I kept seeing all the time, and I didn't know, even know what it was, it was um, 717 or 711 or one, um, 114, 114. I'm like, why do I keep seeing 114? Because I would pay attention to them when they keep happening over and over. I'm right. like, I keep saying the same, you know, yeah. But if you look them up and you'll see, it's like, it was interesting because it took me a while to even look them up. I knew the 1111s and I knew the, the 222s and the yeah. 333s and the 444s and I've been seeing them for years and years. New ones have changed, like 555 started coming in a few years ago, which is about change. Mm -hmm. 666 is about love um, and moving, you know, um, it's not the devil number when we're talking about angels. Um, 777-888-999. I started seeing 999-888s, 777s. In the last couple of years, then those weren't numbers that I saw. I usually saw 1111, right. um, 222, 333, 444. Like I've been seeing those for years and years. These new ones started popping in. And then the, these interesting ones of 717 or 144, or I was like, I keep seeing this over and over everywhere. It's kind of gets your attention. Yeah. Those are activations. Those are downloads. Those are activation codes. Along with, along with the other ones also being your angels and guides and letting you know that we got your back, we're here. So just pay attention. You'll see a lot of synchronicities and signs that are showing up. Okay, 
So on that better note, instead yeah. of your, <laughs> yeah. know that you're, know that you have lots of help and make sure you ask because they can't help you. Your angels and guides, unless you ask them. Okay. Hals, what do you got to say? And where are you going? Why we can't, cause we're doing the podcast early, but I'm not going to put it up till next week. So, right. I will be because Holly's going to be away so that we won't be able to do the podcast. We're trying to make sure we stay on time Yes, because we, care about you and yes. like when we you said hear before, this i will be in new orleans yes when <laughs> like we said before we're, we do this for you so in trying to figure out a time it was really difficult to try to figure out a time with both of us being able to come together with all the stuff that's happening and with this energy the motivation to do it is low like meaning like the motivation to do anything is low right but when you do it you're happy that you did it right and it makes you feel productive it's like the gym it's exactly and but that's why I said, please, guys, like it, share it, um, subscribe, because the more people that understand, the more people that know, um, we do it in a way that, that instead of me going into like all the things that I see and know, I'm trying to do it more on the, the earth plane level so that people that, you know, the average person can understand what's going on and what they're feeling. In, in different things that I write are, you know, would be maybe way more out there for other people. Um, but this, the podcast that we do and a lot of the work that I do is to help you understand from a day-to-day basis of what's going on in your life and the things you could do to change it. So mine, and that's why it's, it's important for the average person, even if you're spiritual or not, th- it doesn't matter. Like it helps give you some insight into mm-hmm. all kinds. to the non-average person. <laughs> um, well, the person that's not necessarily spiritual or gets all these downloads or sees, you know, yeah. people that have passed on or, you know, Right. sees entities or, you know, has all these experiences. Yeah, someone who has, like, those wacky experiences that would listen to us and just be like, oh, all right, yeah. But this that. is, you know, about yeah. everyday, everyday, like, living on the earth plane and trying to understand and get through, right. you know, to something and understand what they're trying to show you and what's actually happening on the planet. Um, okay, so on that note, hell, what okay. do you got to say? <laughs> We're out. No, toodles. <laughs> We're out. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, toodles, and we'll talk to you soon.